I have to keep it all the way real with you and letting you know that unplugging was scary. And truthfully, it wasn't easy to give myself permission to slow down. And as someone who loves to pour into others, rest is sometimes uncomfortable for me. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Look, you probably realized that I took a break from the podcast and I missed you guys so much. Seriously, it feels so good to be back behind this mic again. Listen, it was so well worth it because I had probably one of the best summers of my life. (laughs) So I traveled across Canada. I also went over to the U.S. to reconnect with family and friends that I haven't seen in ages. Reconnecting with my loved ones and doing the things that I enjoy has really recharged me for the busy fall season ahead. You know, sometimes we feel that success and productivity requires struggle and that the only way to be in control is to control everything. Or maybe that's just me. Well, this summer, I learned how to loosen my grip on life without judging myself for taking time to rest and to establish my boundaries. I even managed to hop across the border to catch Janet Jackson's last tour stop in Seattle. And if you're wondering, yes, she is still amazing. And I also had a chance to see Jodeci. If anybody is a fan of 90s R&B, then you might know Jodeci. Jodeci is one of my all-time favorite R&B groups. All right, so as amazing as this vacation and this travel has been, I have to keep it all the way real with you and letting you know that unplugging was scary. And truthfully, it wasn't easy to give myself permission to slow down. And as someone who loves to pour into others, rest is sometimes uncomfortable for me. But I knew that I owed it to myself, my family, and my clients to take better care of me. So I actually recorded this episode before my hiatus. So you may hear me reference sometimes to, you know, taking time off throughout the episode. But I really think you're going to love this episode because I dive deep into the importance of slowing down. And I also explore how stress and burnout impact our precious nervous system. Now that I'm on the other side of my rest season, I can truly say that taking time out to slow down, reconnect with myself and others was totally necessary and worth it. And I hope by the end of this episode, you'll give yourself permission to slow down too. Life seems to be moving at an ever increasing pace, doesn't it? Every day we find ourselves caught in a whirlwind of responsibilities, deadlines, and endless to-do lists. Or maybe it's just me. 
(laughs) The demands of our fast-paced society can leave us feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and also at sometimes disconnected from ourselves. In this chaotic race, we often forget the importance of slowing down and nurturing our well-being. Imagine a world where we could take a moment to breathe, to savor the beauty around us, and to truly listen to the whispers of our souls. A world where we could prioritize self-care without guilt or hesitation. It's a world that we all deserve to experience. A world that starts by acknowledging the toll that this relentless speed takes on our mental health. Now, here's the thing. We live in a society that glorifies productivity and achievement, often at the expense of our own well-being. But here's the truth. Constantly pushing ourselves without rest leads to burnout that affects not only our minds, but also our bodies and spirits. It's time to pause, to reflect, and to reclaim our sense of balance and harmony. So in today's episode, we're going to be diving deep into the importance of slowing down and explore how stress and burnout impact our precious nervous system, the delicate web of connection that govern our bodily functions, as well as our emotions. We're also going to uncover the physical, mental, and emotional effects that prolonged stress can have on our well-being. We'll also unravel the transformative power of self-care, and I'm going to provide you with some practical strategies to navigate the storms of life with grace and resilience. So mind your body fam, right now, I invite you to take a moment for yourself, a moment to be present, to listen, and to learn. Together, let's embark on a journey of self-discovery where we rediscover the beauty of slowing down and nurture the sanctuary within ourselves. So are you ready? All right, let's start this incredible adventure together. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is understanding the nervous system and its connection to stress. So in the intricate landscape of our bodies, the nervous system reigns as the conductor, orchestrating the symphony of our lives. It's a remarkable network of nerves, neurons, and pathways that carries messages from our brains to every corner of our being, regulating vital functions and shaping our very existence. But what happens when this magnificent system is besieged by the relentless pressures of stress? So stress, my friends, it's not just this abstract concept or this, you know, passing inconvenience. It really is a force that infiltrates our lives, affecting us on a profound level. So picture yourself in a moment of stress, the tension in your muscles, the racing of your heart, um, you know, all the thoughts that you have racing through your mind. This is the work of the nervous system, responding to the signals of distress and mobilizing your body for action. So the nervous system is comprised of two main components, the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. So the central nervous system, including the brain and the spinal cord, acts as the control center, processing information and sending out instructions. The peripheral nervous system extends throughout our body, linking the central nervous system to our muscles, organs, and senses. You still with me? Okay, sorry, I had to get a little sciency for a sec. (laughs) So when stress enters the picture, the nervous system jumps into action. It triggers the release of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, preparing us for fight or flight. Our heart beats faster, our breath quickens, and our senses really start to sharpen. So in the face of immediate danger, this response is crucial for our survival. But in our modern lives, where stress often lingers, this heightened state becomes a really unwelcome companion. (laughs) So 
Extended periods of stress really do overload our nervous system, keeping it in a constant state of alertness. Our body is designed for occasional bursts of stress. They really, it really does struggle to cope with the chronic pressure that we subject it to. The intricate balance that governs our bodily functions is disrupted, leaving us vulnerable to a multitude of physical and mental ailments. So chronic stress can also lead to inflammation, which weakens our immune system and makes us more susceptible to illness. It can also disrupt our sleep patterns, leaving us feeling tired and depleted. The nervous system, overwhelmed and fatigue, it becomes a breeding ground for anxiety, depression, and even chronic pain. Um, there's a really great book that talks about this. Um, the author is Louise Hay. Have you ever heard of her? She's, you know, passed now, but the book is called You Can Heal Your Life. And it's all about the connection between your thoughts um, and, and you know, how your body operates. It's such a fascinating book. I'll link it up in the show notes for you guys if you guys want to check that out. It just popped into my brain. So understanding this intricate dance between stress and the nervous system really is crucial. Okay, so let's talk about the impact of stress and burnout on your nervous system. So stress and burnout, it sends shockwaves through your nervous system and really alters the way that you experience life. So let's talk about, we'll talk about the physical effects, um, the mental and emotional effects, but let's start with the physical effects. So when you're under the weight of chronic stress, your nervous system really struggles to maintain balance and your body really does bear the burden. So your muscles tense and contract as if bracing for a battle. You know, headaches become unwelcome guests. They're persistent throbbing, just a reminder of the strain that we carry. Our immune system weakens, leaving us susceptible to illness and fatigue. Our hearts beat anxiously. That's like one of my um, symptoms for sure. Um, so our hearts beat anxiously, you know, really racing to keep up with the demands placed upon us. So it's just this constant dance you know, between like exhaustion and depletion. So now for the mental and emotional effects. The impact of stress and burnout extends far beyond the physical realm, seeping into the very depths of our minds as well as our emotions. So anxiety, you know, just lurks in our thoughts, changing our perception of the world. And if you've ever heard me talk before or, or give a speech, um, I always talk about our perception and the importance of changing our perception, especially when we find ourselves in challenging situations. It always comes down, and I've learned this through life because I've been through a lot of turmoil in my life. And I realize that it always comes down to perception. It always comes down to the way that we actually look at things, you know, and there's this quote that says, and I hope I don't get this wrong, but, um, change the way that you look at things and the things that you look at change. And it is so true. And that's so important because if you're, you have to remember that your thoughts lead to your feelings, which lead to your actions, right? So the feelings that you might have, it could be the racing heart. It could be the racing thoughts and all of those things. So that's why it really does start with our thoughts. And that's not to, you know, sugarcoat any situation that you might be going through, which is, you know, difficult, but again, it always comes down to, um, you know, the perception and the, and the way that we actually look at things. Okay. So, um, going back to the mental and emotional effects, sleep. Okay. So our sleep also gets affected because our worries keep us awake at night. Um, I know that happens with me as well. I feel like this is a confessional. Um, I know that's true for me as well. Like, um, that's why, like, whenever I try to wind down my day, I always try to wind down my day, like asking myself questions, like what's something that went really, really well today. Right. So I ask myself that, and that kind of puts me in the state of gratitude, right. As I'm winding down my day and that helps to kind of calm some of the anxious thoughts that I have in my mind. And then I always like at the end of the day, I look ahead to tomorrow and I look at my calendar for the next day. And sometimes my calendar, I'm not going to lie, is like booked back to back to back all day. 
but I'll look at the calendar and I'm like, okay, Trudy, if you can only do two things on this calendar tomorrow, what are the most two important things that you can get done? If I can get everything done on the calendar, great. But again, it's about prioritizing my time, right? And it's also about looking ahead so that I don't find myself now, you know, the following day and I'm trying to like race to kind of catch up, right? So again, it always comes down to like time management as well and planning, okay? I think I'm pretty good at the whole time management game, I gotta say. (laughs) Yeah, so your sleep gets disrupted, right? Um, at some point, depression may even seep in if you're, you know, on this kind of constant roller coaster long enough, right? And that completely robs you of your joy as well as your motivation, right? Your ability to concentrate also falters. Um, and even just the simplest tasks become arduous and they feel like mountains that you're going to climb, right? And I know when I was approaching burnout, that's what one of my signs was. Like, I was looking at my computer and I just, I couldn't focus on what I was reading. Like I had to keep rereading the same sentence over and over and over again. I couldn't focus. I couldn't figure out, it was just hard for me to comprehend how to complete even the simplest task. And that's how I knew that's always my sign that, okay, Trudy, you need to slow down because you're probably on the edge of burnout creeping in. Right. So you also need to know the signs of burnout as well. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I can't remember exactly what episode, but go back and look at some of my previous or listen to some of my previous episodes and you'll hear me talk about like all the signs and the symptoms of burnout. Okay. So, you know, speaking of burnout, like the effects of stress and burnout on the nervous system really are far reaching and it just creates this vicious cycle that just feeds on itself. So as your nervous system struggles to cope, the impact just ripples outward, affecting our overall well-being. Okay. Cause this is, this can also affect your relationships as well. It could also affect your work life as well, right? Because if you're stressed out, if you're approaching burnout, maybe when you find yourself in a stressful situation, you might not handle it the best way that you would have normally because you're under this immense stress and under this immense pressure. So now maybe you say something that you shouldn't have said, right? Um, And then that could lead to maybe even affecting your relationships. And I know that's happened with me. Again, the true transparency here, like I believe in being, you know, completely transparent with you guys. Like sometimes if I'm like completely stressed out and I have all the things going on, like, you know, there are times where maybe I might snap at my amazing, wonderful husband. And he's like, what did I do? Right? And so, yeah, so that happens sometimes. And that's just because we just, we're living with this chronic stress that just goes unchecked. So you owe it to yourself as well as those around you to really start to understand what the signs of, you know, stress and burnout are and to start, you know, taking some interventions to optimize your well-being. Okay, so now that you're starting to understand the profound impact of stress and burnout on your nervous system, let's talk about those proactive steps that you can take to start to reclaim your well-being. Okay, so if you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and stressed right now, I really do want to encourage you to just, you know, listen to this podcast, like close out all your other tabs and windows, close out all those other things you're doing and just really like soak this in and just really start to understand some steps that you can start taking even today. Okay, so you can feel more resilient. All right, so. Again, let's talk about the importance of slowing down for self-care. So in this, you know, relentless pursuit of success and accomplishment, we often neglect the most precious asset we possess, which is ourselves. We push ourselves to the brink, sacrificing our well-being on the altar of productivity. But in this race against time, we forget a fundamental truth. Self-care is not a luxury. It is a necessity a lifeline in a world that constantly demands more from us, okay? 
And especially now, I think even with the pandemic, a lot of people's roles have changed. And this is what I'm hearing from my clients as well. Their responsibilities have increased. Okay. So there's all these different things that have happened as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. There were some good things that happened. Like people started to reexamine their lives and started to understand, you know, where they wanted to spend more times in their lives. Um, you know, maybe spending more time with family, you know, maybe they realized, Hey, like I should have traveled a lot more before. So maybe you're starting to reexamine your priorities, right? So the pandemic wasn't all bad. I think it was a good opportunity for us to kind of have some self-reflection, but for some of us in corporate, um, you know, our demands increased. And that places more stress on you, which can actually lead to burnout, right? So I have to be honest, like I actually used to see slowing down as a sign of laziness or weakness, but it's actually the opposite. Slowing down is not a sign of weakness. It is an act of bravery and self-preservation. It is the recognition that we are not machines, but intricate beings with needs, desires, and vulnerabilities. By slowing down, we give ourselves permission to breathe, to rest, and to replenish our weary souls. Whenever I work with clients and corporations, I always say that stress and burnout are an invitation. It's an invitation to honor your body, your mind, and your spirit, to listen to the whispers in your mind, and to respond with kindness and compassion. Self-care is not selfish. It's an act of love, both for ourselves and for those around us. When we prioritize self-care, we fill our own cups, ensuring that we have the strength and the resilience to show up fully in our relationships and responsibilities. It's through this act of nourishing ourselves that we become the best version of ourselves, the loving partners, the supportive friends, and the compassionate beings that this world needs so desperately right now. So in the whirlwind of life, We often equate busyness with productivity and rest with laziness. But here's the truth. By embracing moments of stillness, we create space for clarity and creativity to emerge. Slowing down allows us to savor the present moment, to find joy in the simplest pleasures, and to reconnect with the essence of who we truly are. It's in these precious moments of pause that We discover the beauty of being beyond the ceaseless cycle of doing, okay? So mind your body fam, I want you to grant yourself the permission to slow down, to put yourself first, and to nourish your body, mind, and soul. I want you to start doing that today. Stop waiting for, you know, taking a day off of work. Okay. Take a day off from work and actually rest. Don't take a day off from work and do the laundry and do, you know, and run all of your errands. No, take a day off from work and just relax. Just give to yourself. Do whatever feels good for you. Do whatever brings you joy. Do whatever makes you feel at peace. Embrace the power of self-care as an act of rebellion against a culture that glorifies busyness and perpetuates exhaustion. Choose to live a life that honors your well-being and cultivates a sense of inner peace. In the sanctuary of self-care, we find solace, a refuge where we can replenish our weary spirits and heal our fractured souls. It's within the sacred space that we reclaim our power, restore our balance, and embark on a journey of self-discovery and love. Look, I'm actually taking my own advice here because 2023 has been way busier than I anticipated it would be. And I feel so blessed to have the opportunities I've had this year with speaking and with TV, but 
I know myself well enough now that I can't pour from an an empty cup, right? I'm a machine. I can keep going and going and going, but just because I can't, it doesn't mean that I should do that. Now, when I do do that, when I just keep checking all the things off the list and I keep plowing through the things, I become anxious. I become irritable and I can't produce my best work or help anyone when I'm in that state. And quite frankly, neither can you. I've also gotten really good at recognizing the signs early on that I need to slow down. So with that, I'm actually going to be restoring balance in my own life by taking a break from the podcast this summer. But don't worry, I will be back with brand new episodes at the end of the summer. So at the end of the episode, I'm actually going to share how you can stay connected with me and also see what I'm up to because I have some fun stuff I'm going to be up to. So I will share all my socials. Actually, it's already in the show notes every single week. So you guys should be following me on the socials to see what I'm doing. Okay, so let's talk about some strategies for slowing down. Now that I've kind of like preached a little bit here today, (laughs) I feel like somebody needs to pass an offering plate right now. All right, so let's talk about some strategies for slowing down and managing stress, okay? Because I wanna provide you with some strategies. Now that you kind of know the why, okay? Now that maybe you're kind of, you know, feeling like, oh shoot, like Trudy is really talking to me today. Woo, okay, I need to take that day off. So let's talk about strategies, okay? Because by embracing these practices, we can reclaim control over our lives and really nurture our well-being with tender, loving care. Okay, so speaking of care, that's the first tip. Prioritize self-care. Make yourself a priority. You're deserving of love and care. Carve out sacred time for activities that bring you joy, whether it's indulging in a soothing bath, losing yourself in a captivating book, which is my favorite thing to do, or taking a leisurely stroll amidst nature's embrace. And that's actually what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, just going for a nice stroll in nature. So it's also important that you let go of guilt and embrace self-compassion, knowing that taking care of yourself is not selfish. Again, it's a vital investment in your overall well-being. So tip number two is to practice mindfulness and relaxation techniques. Dive into the oasis of mindfulness, where you can anchor yourself in the present moment and find refuge from the chaos of daily life. Engage in mindful practices like meditation, deep breathing exercises, or gentle yoga. And when I was scrolling through Spotify the other day, I actually noticed they had like these midday meditations. So they're like five or 10 minute meditations that you can just do in the middle of your day. So I've actually started doing that, like just over the last couple of weeks, just, you know, whenever I can actually, I'm not going to say when I can find five minutes, I carve out the five minutes and you should too. Okay. I carve out the five minutes just to do like a quick midday meditation. And it is a really great way to just reset. Okay. And they're guided meditations. So you don't have to worry about sitting in silence or knowing what to say or what to think or what to chant or anything like that. They're guided meditations. All right. So tip number three is to set boundaries and learn to say no. And this is one that I struggle with as well. Okay. Um, This is actually probably the most important one on this list because in the pursuit of pleasing others, we often sacrifice our own well-being. Set clear boundaries that honor your time and your energy. Learn to say no to commitments that overwhelm you. Understanding that your worth is not measured by the number of tasks that you undertake. Give yourself permission to prioritize rest, to preserve your energy, and to create space for what truly matters. Tip number four is to engage in enjoyable activities. Reconnect with the activities that ignite your passion and bring you a sense of fulfillment. And I know I'm definitely going to be doing that over the summer. Engage in hobbies that nourish your soul, whatever it is. It could be painting, it could be crocheting, it could be learning a new musical instrument, writing, 
Allow yourself to lose track of time in the pursuit of activities that light a fire within you, because it's in these moments of immersion that you rediscover the essence of who you truly are. Tip number five is to seek support from others. Also another area I struggle with. This is a confessional today. (laughs) So look, you're not alone on this journey. Reach out to your support network. It could be a trusted friend, a caring family member, or a compassionate therapist. There's no shame in seeking help. I actually feel like if you seek help, you are actually a lot more courageous than you thought. Okay? Share your burdens, your fears, your aspirations with those who understand and uplift you. Seek solace in their presence and allow their support to strengthen your resilience. Remember, it takes courage to ask for help. And in vulnerability, we find the deepest connections. So in conclusion, these strategies are not quick fixes, but you know, they're lifelong practices that require commitment and patience. In a world that moves at breakneck speed, it's imperative that we pause, take a deep breath, and prioritize our well-being. We can choose self-care as an act of love, both for ourselves and for those around us. The importance of slowing down and tending to our own needs cannot be overstated. Stress and burnout wreaks havoc on our nervous system, affecting us physically, mentally, and emotionally. As you embark on this path of self-discovery and well-being, be gentle with yourself. Embrace the ebb and flow of progress, celebrating each step forward, no matter how small. By slowing down, embracing self-care, and implementing some of these strategies that I shared here today, you're going to create a life that's more rooted in balance, joy, and more inner peace. You're deserving of this. And I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. So again, I'm going to be taking a break from the podcast. So if you want to keep up with me, check me out on social media. I've linked all of my accounts in the show notes before. Okay. And they're there right now. Okay. Um, Instagram is probably going to be the place I'm going to be most active. You can also join my newsletter, which I highly recommend um, for weekly healthy living tips and also to be notified when I'm back with new episodes. Also make sure to subscribe to this podcast and that way when I'm back, new episodes will pop up on your phone. So if you have not subscribed, hit subscribe right now. If you have not left a review, if you listen to this podcast, if you like this podcast, if you like my little confessionals, my little, maybe you like my little jokes, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But (laughs) if you've learned at least one thing from the podcast, please leave a review. This would help me out greatly if you guys could do that because when you guys leave me a review, it lets me know how I'm doing. When you leave me a review, it helps me to be able to help and reach more people. So I would sincerely sincerely appreciate it. If you could just take one moment, it takes like 30 seconds to just leave a review. Okay. So that's it for today's episode. And I will see you guys at the end of summer or early fall. Thanks for listening to this episode of the mind your body show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to trudyestone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.